Have you ever read a passage that you've read dozens of times before, over and over again, and yet when you came to it, for some reason something stood out just a little bit differently to you, or perhaps more meaningfully, it's something that just jumped out and grabbed you and shook you around and said, hey, pay attention to me, you've missed me before. That's been happening to me as we've been going through our reading in the New Testament, and one such passage is in Acts chapter 26 and verse 22, and I, I don't know if it's just because of what's been going on in our lives lately, or if it's because I've started using the English Standard Version and it's worded a little bit differently, but in that verse, there was a phrase that really grabbed my attention. Keep in mind that Paul is standing on trial, he's before Agrippa, and he says to Agrippa and Festus in verse 22, to this day, I have had the help that comes from God. To this day, I have had the help that comes from God. And I don't know about you, but that shocks me just a little bit because he's standing on trial. He's before people who have his life in their hands. He's been falsely accused. He's been beaten. He's been tried. He's had times of starvation. He's had times of peril. His life has not been easy. He's on his way, eventually, to Rome, where he'll have to stand trial before Caesar. He'll have two years of house arrest, not to mention what's going to come eventually as he's martyred. And yet, as he stands before his captives, he says, to this day, I have the help that comes from God. That just amazes me. How is it that he is able to see that? How is it, as he's being dragged out of a cell to come and try to give a defense to these two men, can he say, I've been helped by God? I think most people in that situation would probably say they've been abandoned by God, but not Paul. Paul was able to see the help of God. And I had to ask myself the question, how is it that Paul is able to do that? What has happened in his life that has allowed him to see the help of God? And then I think about us and all the things that we have been through and all the, the tragedy and trauma and travesty of our lives and how easy it is for us to think God isn't there. What is it going to take for us to be like Paul to be able to see the help of God that's really there. I want to share with you five things about the life of Paul that I think we can gain from this text and other passages about Paul to help us see God's help, even when we're going through difficulty. Before we do that, would you bow with me, please? Almighty God and Father in heaven, we praise your great and glorious name because you are worthy of our adoration, you are worthy of our honor and our praise and our glory. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the great and awesome God, and we are humbled in your presence because we are so minuscule and you are so infinite. We can, cannot even fathom your greatness, Lord. And we know that you help us constantly. You are the great blessing giver, our benefactor, who has bestowed mercy upon us through your Son, Jesus, through your Spirit as you've given us the Word. And we know that You have helped us, but sometimes we lose sight of that. And we pray, Father, that You'll help us to cut through all the clouds and the fog that Satan tries to put between us and help us always to see the help that You have given. 
so that we might always glorify You. As I consider this, I can't help but think about the Irwins this week, Father, and the tragedy that Satan has accomplished in their life, destroying their home and their possessions. But we're so thankful to You that You have spared their lives. And we pray that You would continue to be with them and strengthen them. And so many others that going through difficulties, the Hickmans, Linda Carden with her surgery and continuing health problems, and so many, I, I, I actually fear even beginning to name them because there's so many, and I, I don't want to leave anyone out, but all of us here have different things that we've dealt with. Help us, Father, to always see your help. We love you, and we thank you that you have loved us. Through your Son's name we pray. Amen. How is it that Paul was able to see the help of God? Well, I think, first of all, Paul was able to see the help of God because he was just still alive. All these things that he had been through, and yet he was still standing here such that he could speak to Agrippa and Festus. I think about the list that Paul gave in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 23, he says in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 23, Are they servants of Christ? I'm a better one. I'm talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes, less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea, on frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, dangers from false brothers. In toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. This is the man who said he had been helped by God. Look at all of that. If we had went, if we had gone through that, I should say, would we see God's help? And yet that's what Paul saw. Not because he went through that, but because he went through all of that coming out the other side. Think about what Paul says to Agrippa and Festus there in verse 16 about what the Lord had said to him. It says in Acts 26 and verse 16, But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you. If he has to be delivered, do we realize that that means he is at first going to be in their hands? And yet God was going to deliver him from their hands. And here he was, having been delivered from so many things. Yes, he had endured a lot, but he had been delivered from a lot. And because he was still standing there and alive, he was able to see the help of God. And look at us, what all we have been through. And yet here we are having been brought safely by God through all of it so that we can take another day to serve and glorify Him. And yet, of course, Paul, interestingly, understood that at that point when God finally did not deliver him physically, that in itself would be a great deliverance. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 23, Paul said, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. He could see even that as deliverance. Paul could see the help of God because he was still alive and able to do the work of God. Paul was able to see the help of God because his goal was being accomplished. Look again in Acts chapter 26 and verse 22. To this day, 
I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand before, excuse me, I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass. I just want you to stop and think about that for just a moment. Paul said, I have the help of God, and I know it because I'm standing here testifying to both small and great. Paul's goal was being accomplished, but do you notice what Paul's goal is? Paul's goal is not physical safety. Paul's goal is not living a life without harm. Paul's goal is not living a life of prosperity. Paul's goal is to teach both small and great. Paul's goals were aligned with the goals of God. And therefore, as he stood before Agrippa and Festus, he could see that goal being accomplished. I think of a similar statement that Paul made in Philippians again, this time chapter 1, again, but a few verses earlier. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 12, as he's talking about his imprisonment, he says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ, and most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Paul had his will aligned with God's. His goals were aligned with God's. And so as he was standing here in prison, he was able to think about the fact that I, I'm preaching to people I never would have gotten to before. Do you think if Paul had not been in prison, he would have spoken to Festus, the Roman governor? Do you think he would have spoken to Agrippa, the king of the Jews? Do you think he would have been able to testify of the will of God to the imperial guard if he had not been in prison? Of course not. And yet Paul was able to look at that and see that what was really important was being accomplished. And sometimes I fear for me and for us that all too often the reason we can't see God's help is because we're not trying to help God. Paul could see the help of God because he could see God's will being accomplished through him and through what was happening to him. And we need to have that mindset. Paul could see the help of God because he looked to Jesus as an example. Again, in Acts chapter 26, after we end verse 22, he continues on with this preaching and he says that the Christ must suffer and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. Paul recognized Jesus' example. He understood what Christ went through and the fact that Christ suffered. Just recently, in fact, it may have been this week. I can't remember if I heard this while I was down in Florida, if it was sometime before that. The, the concept, somebody said, you know, what has God done about suffering? Well, he came down and he went through it right along with us. What suffering have we gone through that could compare with Jesus leaving the glories of heaven, coming to the earth to live as one of us, and then to be ridiculed and mocked and beaten and scourged and crucified by us? Paul was able to see Jesus as that example, and if Jesus would suffer, if Jesus would go through suffering and still see the help of God, why can't we? That was Paul's mindset. He could see the example of Jesus. And the teaching that Jesus offered His disciples in John chapter 15 and verse 18. In John chapter 15 and verse 18 it says, If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. 
Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll persecute you also. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. Jesus points out that the servant is not greater than the master. What the master went through, the servants will go through. And here I recognize he's dealing specifically with persecution. And yet the principle is the same across the board when it just comes to suffering in this world that we go through these difficult things and yet Jesus went through it and the Father was there to help Him. And we ought to be able to look to the example of Jesus. And when we go through our difficulties in this life that pale in comparison to our Savior's, we too ought to be able to see that the Father is with us, carrying us through the difficulties that we face. Paul was able to see the help of God because he understood his own weakness. In fact, there's just something implicit in the fact that he says, I stand here before you today having had the help of God that demonstrates that he needed the help of God. Think about this. I just can't imagine what it must have been like to be Paul, to have received the revelations, to be able to perform the miracles, and to be able to speak before kings and rulers and and guards, and how easy it would have been for Paul to say, ooh, look at me. I am special. I am the one who have accomplished this. It's because of my ability to speak, because of my ability to write, because of my ability to save souls, because of my ability to get out and teach, because of my sacrifice. Look at all these special things about me, and that's why I'm here. But that's not what Paul said. Paul didn't say, I'm here because I'm great. He said, I'm here because God's great. I'm here because God has helped me. And he can only do that by recognizing his own weakness. I was just thinking this morning that I I know... Some of you must be just getting tired of hearing this passage and the same point over and over again, but I guess I have to say this because it reminds me and we need to be reminded of how weak we are. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, this is about Paul and about the fact that he was having to deal with these issues. And he says in 2 Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 7, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong." Paul recognized it was only because of his weakness that he was able to accomplish anything because only by recognizing his weakness was he able to rely on the strength that comes from Jesus and thereby able to accomplish anything. He says, I stand here today because of the help of God. Not because of me. Not because of who I am. Not because of what I've done. But because of what God has done. And if we want to be able to see the help of God, we need to recognize our own weaknesses. And we need to recognize that we cannot accomplish anything except by the grace of God, except by His willingness to help, and except by His strength. It's by God that we even live and move and have our very being. Otherwise, we could accomplish nothing. Paul was able to see the help of God because he was still alive, because his goal was being accomplished, because he looked at Jesus as an example. He was able to see the help of God because he understood his own weakness. And finally, he was able to see the help of God because he was able to look past the moment. He was able to look past what he was enduring just at that time. Festus cries out, Paul, you're mad. 
Your great learning has driven you mad. In verse 25, he says, I'm not out of my mind. Agrippa knows about all this. And then Agrippa says, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul responded in verse 29, whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. Paul was able to look beyond what was going on right at that moment. He wasn't concerned about the fact that he was in chains. What he was thinking about is where it was going to lead for those who were listening to him. He hoped that those listening to him might hear his message and at some point be convicted by it and become children of God just like he was. Be people who are no longer headed for hell, but people who are walking toward heaven just like he was. He was able to look past what was going on right now and think about the bigger picture of what might become because of what he was enduring. I can't help but think of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, where Paul says in Romans 8 and verse 28, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. This passage doesn't say God causes all things. This passage doesn't say that God made all these things happen. But it does say that God can use all these things. God can cause all these things to work together for good. What have you been going through? What are you dealing with now? I'm not saying that God looked down and said, oh, let's do this to them. I'm just saying that God takes what happens and can use it for our good. And if we want to be able to see the help of God, we've got to look past just what we're enduring right now and think about what might result from it. What good can come from it. That's what we need to be recognizing. The bigger picture. God sees all that at once. And let's face it, as finite people, we don't. But we need to learn to trust God and think about the future. And think about how great our God is that He can take even the suffering that we're going through right now and use it for our good and for the good of His people and those who love Him. As Paul stood before Festus and Agrippa, a prisoner a man who had been beaten, a man who had been shipwrecked, a man who had been through so much, he was able to say, to this day, I have had the help of God. And let me tell you something about every single one of us here. To this day, we have had the help of God. If it weren't for the help of God, we wouldn't be here. We've just got to learn to see it like Paul did. Are you able to see God's help like Paul did?